Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hi, everybody, and welcome again to uh, Believe Sports Business and Sports Media Los Angeles. He's Tom Hofer, Sports Business Journal, LA Business Journal. I am Fred Wallen. You can email us at uh, sportsfred at aol.com, sportsfred at aol.com, with you every week. And uh, doing the show uh, under uh, extreme heat here in the Conejo Valley, it's uh, 420 on Thursday, so if things change after we tape this, too bad. Uh, we're stuck with what we say. You know, for the last four, last four or five weeks, Tom, uh, four weeks exactly, um, I meant to bring this up. A couple of the weeks you weren't on, a couple of weeks I just did myself, and I keep forgetting to mention it. So before we get into the serious stuff, I want to talk about something else. Um, on April Fool's Day, obviously, we all found out the Dodgers announced that uh, Spectrum, formerly Time Warner, had made a deal with DirecTV, and now we, we're going to be able to get all the Dodger games on Direct TV. That was great, except that we knew at the time that we're lucky to have any games. And at this point, uh, who knows if we're going to even get the 60-game season. But I don't know how closely you've been watching the Dodger games, but one of their major sponsors, are you ready for this? AT&T.com. AT&T Net. So the deal they made, and of course they didn't tell you this or didn't tell me this, uh, they couldn't come to a numbers probably, you know, uh, $5 per subscriber, $6 per subscriber, whatever. One side wanted, the other one couldn't come. But probably DirecTV said, I'll tell you what, if you carry our spots for AT&T.net, AT&T TV, uh, we'll make the deal. Tom, you think that could be a possibility? It sure smells like it, doesn't it? Um I, thankfully, I don't notice them too much. It's not like they have all this obscene signage on the field like they could have had. I, I, I remember back in the day, you remember when Adelphia yes. was a cable channel? Yeah. And they, they did a deal with the Dodgers, and all of a sudden the stadium club, that iconic stadium club down the right field line, was now called the Adelphia Stadium Club. And I was going, oh, this is not good. This And, you know, just like cable companies, just like naming rights on anything, you know, if, if your company has enough money to spend on naming rights, this probably means they're spending money in the wrong way because um, they're they're going to make it up by overcharging you something. That that was to me was I was incensed about thinking about Farmers Field as an NFL site for the Rams and eventually the Chargers in downtown LA because you know I I have Farmers as my insurance. I go, what are you going to do to 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 justify this? This this naming rights bill, millions of dollars that you're going to pay, you you know, this says to me that you've got so much money laying around, you can afford to invest it on the side of a building when it's not going to, it's really not going to increase your your customer base. It's just kind of to show off. It's it's, it's a thing to have. So I think yeah, it, it looks like eventually that was probably you know a, a major concession, and if the Dodgers don't get. Um, anything else out of it, at least they do get these games on DirecTV, which, again, is something they haven't had for six years, and it's something that Stan Cast is so proud to talk about right, right now, but I, I, I don't see it as any big thing because it's, uh, it, it's, 
it's still you've lost six years in this whole thing, and, and anything you do now is is just horrible catch up at this point. But and the games you're getting now, you know, hey, did you watch that big seven inning Dodger game earlier today? They're going <laughs> to play another one right now. So how about that? <laughs> There's more bang for your buck. Okay, and, and again though, but I've never heard of a company like Spectrum, which is a satellite company. Right. You're right. It's a comp- it's a competing com- company, basically. A competing yeah. company. They're they're yeah. telling people to leave Time Spectrum and go to AT and T TV. Now, from Direct TV point of view, which is owned by AT and T, they're trying to get rid of Direct TV because AT and T TV apparently you don't need somebody to to wire it for you. They don't need the extra people. They don't need the extra cost. Right. So right. they're trying to keep people off Direct, get people off Direct TV to go right. to AT and T TV. Meanwhile, Spectrum is saying to everybody out there, we stink. Go to AT and T TV. <laughs> I I don't know. I just I, there I, are more. Yeah, there are not as many astute people who read between the lines as you just did there. But I think that <laughs> that carries a lot of weight. But I also think when we talk about the sale, or at least when Direct TV came on board, it, this is setting up a, a deal for AT and T to sell off Direct TV because they apparently have mismanaged it to this point where they don't want it anymore, and this just kind of you know adds to the value of whoever wants to buy this thing. So. Yeah, they, they, this is their new uh, marketing strategy, their new company strategy, and, and AT&T TV, and, um, and, and, you know, if that works for them, great, but anything they've ever had before, it does not seem to be getting any traction. Folks, uh, agree, disagree, have you caught the same thing that we've caught, AT&T TV, trying to steal subscribers from Time <laughs> Spectrum, and... Uh, I've never heard of that before, but you could email us and tell me where you've heard anything like this before by emailing at sportsfred at AOL.com, sportsfred at AOL.com. All right, obviously the big story, the uh, shooting uh, of Jacob Blake uh, in Kenosha, Wisconsin, uh, earlier this, I think on Sunday of this week, he's apparently paralyzed. Hopefully there's a way out of that, uh, but, uh, you know, it's... Right, right now he's paralyzed below the waist. Uh, obviously, uh, uh, players in all sports are saying, no, we've got to change things. Tom, I've been alive a long time. You've been alive a lot longer. Um, any thoughts about nothing's changed? I mean, uh, the, the point is, where the hell is the mayor of Kenosha? Where the hell is the police chief? Where the hell is the governor of Wisconsin? Right away, I mean, any... Uh, the guy's back was to the police officer. Yeah. He was shot seven times in the back. I don't care if he's a bank robber. If he's he's turned away from you, you're not going to shoot him in the back unless you're a low life. You know, and, and it seems in a high percentage of time, it's to a black guy. So, Tom, how are we going to change this in, in this country? Well, if sports is your priority, if sports is your filter through how you view the world, then what happened last night probably blindsided you in many ways the fact that first the milwaukee bucks decided they're not going to play their nba playoff game um it would have been nice probably to tell the orlando magic the same thing because they were kind of put in an awkward spot and they said all right we're not going to play and that led to the lakers blazers game getting you know postponed and one other game so there, so now you got three nba games so now the dodgers and giants players start talking mookie Betts says hey you know what I, I, i'm just not feeling it today i don't want to play the dodgers players come back support him they support the giants support him so they shut that game down. So then you have, you know, now you've got a handful of MLB games that are closed last night, postponed at least. Um, you know, WNBA shuts down. Matt Kebb sits out the game with the Rockies. Um, and finally, the NHL today 
calls off its playoff games today and Friday. Um, the NBA, again, is not playing tonight. MLS games got canceled. NFL practices are being called off. Um, they're, you know, walking the walk. They're not talking the talk. And to me, it was it was stunning to watch this develop at, in real time. And it came a day after, I think, what really set this in motion was Doc Rivers talking to the media after the Clippers game. Yeah. Um, that the, the stuff you heard, the, 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 the tone of his voice, and really, I mean, if, a lot of the, the, the clips that you hear of Doc Rivers, go out and find the full clip of his comment, because a lot of it's being cut down where he says, hey, we're the ones getting killed, we're the ones getting shot. And this all starts off with him attacking Donald Trump and the Republican Party, and all the things he's hearing on the convention is, is fear, fear, fear. And that's really where this conversation to him started. And to me, it was so tone deaf. Uh, you know, the Republican National Convention is one thing, you know, going on, but they they are oblivious to whatever have, is happening in the world outside with riots and 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 all these things. This all this reaction. And you know, again, whether you want to call it a boycott or not, I don't think a boycott was the real the correct word for it. Usually, a boycott is when you want to economically cripple somebody, and I don't think the NBA players want to cripple the NBA. They wanted to make a stand, so they were really sort of having a walkout. You know, it was sort of a a, a message, and and whether it was semantics plays into this or not, um, I, I think they sort of need to get on the same page and call it what it is. You know, we're making a statement of protest. Um, change needs to happen, and and that's just again what LeBron James tweeted out a few hours ago, you know, change doesn't happen with just talk. It happens when you have action. And by taking this action, I, I, I think it's, it's a huge, powerful statement. And to me, I, listening to the fact that all the NBA players had meetings, 28 of the 30 teams decided they should continue the playoffs. The two teams that thought it would be kind of an, a nice idea to just shut the whole playoffs down were the Lakers and Clippers and led by LeBron James. But, you know, again, when we're talking about uh, sports and business, that would leave about you know a million dollars, a million, a billion dollars of TV rights on the table. And you know, I, I, they're businessmen as well. I think they realize that they can make a statement and still make money. So, um, the you know, it, it, it's tough to me to watch a game being played right now in the NBA when the words "Black Lives Matters" is painted onto the court. And they really sort of came up and stepped up with what happened, even if it was the Milwaukee Bucks reacting to something that happened in their hometown. You would have hoped it was any other team that had, had done the same thing. So i I'd never seen anything like this last night, and and to see it continue today um, is, is spectacularly impressive and, and from the way I'm looking at it. Well, how do you think this whole thing is going to end? Do you think we'll get through the playoffs in the NBA, NBA NHL, and, and – uh, as far as baseball is concerned, I mean, do you think that's a possibility, or do you think that uh, uh, it, the whole thing is just going to end? As we, uh, for other reasons, we thought that uh, uh, it was going to just end uh, because of the pandemic, and then this pops up. But well, uh, you, the, when the aftermath of the riots, even in Los Angeles, there were riots last night, and, and you know, in Milwaukee or Wisconsin, there were more riots, and you know, and then you have this other white kid going out there shooting two other people dead, and. It, it, I, it, it, it's such a hard thing to get your head around, and, I, and just listening to guys try to process it while they were live on the air. To see Kenny Smith walk off the stage on TNT's NBA show last night, he just couldn't handle it. It, just, it was just too much for him, and that's what I think a lot of people were feeling last night. And it, it doesn't matter if, 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 this, if this victim dies or is paralyzed or whatever. It just The whole video of, of, of what we see 
and how we see it on such a regular basis is, is not it's got to be addressed and pushed back and there has to be they have to find that balance of you know how much is it worth it to us to cancel games how much is it whether it's to postpone games you know what can we do to make a statement but also um you know, sports seems to think it's, it's, it's resistant to everything. Major League Baseball now, if you think about it, has had to postpone games, the short 60-game season, for four different reasons now. One of them, obviously, weather, when you have bad rain or rain out. But now they're having to do it because of a hurricane. They've had to do it because of coronavirus positive tests. And now they're doing it for racial protests. I mean, what, what is showing you right now in the world that sports don't matter? I mean, they can matter to some people, and they can wake people up. But on the other hand, even the people playing sports realize that some of this is just so trivial, and and you know we want to all get back to some normalcy. But to me, it's just it's a it's a hard thing to, to digest right now. Folks, uh, believe sports business, sports media. He's Tom Holforth. I am Fred Wallen. You can email us at sportsfred at aol.com. Sportsfred at aol.com. You know it's interesting. You brought up Kenny Smith. He played for Dean Smith, and uh, Dean, of course. Uh, Played, uh, coached for Frank McGuire. Dean was the assistant coach for many years under the great Frank McGuire at North Carolina. And uh, we're talking now the early 60s. Dean sat in uh, uh, with uh, black kids uh, opening up restaurants uh, in North right. Carolina. So from that point forward, even though he only won two national titles in his like, 40-year career, I always liked Dean Smith. It's so ironic. Not a, I don't think it's ironic. I think it's... Maybe yeah, because learned, he played, yeah. he learned, uh, he played yeah. for Dean Smith, and and uh, and that's uh, uh, the situation. Kenny walked out, and um, I don't know. It's a it's a crazy world. Uh, yeah, I wasn't sure why Shaq and Barkley didn't follow him, but I guess you know they've all got their own reasons for doing things. But to Kenny, it was important enough for him to just make that statement, and I admire him for it. Oh, I hundred percent. Folks, uh, email us at sportsfred at aol.com, sportsfred at aol.com. Uh, all right, uh, let's, forget, let's forget the, I don't know how you can forget it, but let's just, let's presume that uh, the Jacob Blake thing did not occur, okay? Uh, earlier this week, Jock Peterson, who we know can't hit left-handed pitchers, was pinch hit for when there was a right-hander on the hill. Um, you know, today's game, the 7 nothing game, uh, in the first game uh, Tom alluded to earlier, uh, he was a pinch hit by uh, Kiki Hernandez again, and uh, Kiki's hitting like 225. So if you're the Dodgers, you're saying, gosh almighty, we could have got rid of Ross Stripling and could have got rid of Peterson's salary, and the Angels changed their mind. Any thoughts about that? Because, folks, remember, in January, that was going to be a deal. Right. And I don't even remember the player the Angels offered. It was some infielder, right? Some third baseman, uh, uh, kind of Lewis, a minor leaguer, some prospect. Lewis, uh, R-E-N-I-F-L-G-O, the third Who baseman. Who hasn't done anything this year. But, um, yeah, I think it was another way to try to clear some space because uh, I think they knew they were planning for this Mookie Betts you know, eventual sort of signing, and whether it was Mookie or not, they wanted to clear some space. It, it was an odd thing to, to try to trade those two guys, but um, the Peterson thing is confounding to me for, for many seasons. Um, I, I don't understand why he's even still much in any outfield rotation, let alone batting leadoff on some days, but um, 
I don't. Yeah, I, 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 I think the Angels got the best deal in not making that deal, and maybe that was what they were thinking about. But you know, Stripling's become an important part in the Dodger rotation this year. All things considered, you got Bueller again now going on the DL, so you got. Um, I, it seems like every one of the Dodgers' starting rotation has already missed a game once this year for some reason or another, and Stripling hasn't. So um, the, the Peterson thing will always confound me as to why he's he's sort of um, even they've given him this this long to sort of prove himself, and I, I, I don't see anything improving on him at all. But yeah, it is it is it is interesting to see uh, what that does to somebody's confidence um, when you're getting pinch hit for when you think that this is probably the situation that you want me in. Um, and again, the players have a hard time getting an extra batting practice because of the COVID restrictions. So it, 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 it's probably going to be a tough haul for him. Hey, I saw the Dodgers called up Gavin Lux too. I think he's playing in, in the you know the second game. Now he's a Kenosha, Wisconsin native too. So I wonder what he thinks about this whole thing. Okay, again, when he when he came up last year, uh, originally the first month he was up, or the first few weeks he was up, he hit very well. The, the last right. part, not as well. I was surprised that. Uh, I didn't make the uh, 28-man roster. I think probably there was some kind of uh, deal going on. Either he didn't do something or... Well, he showed up late, and and then that one exhibition game he played, and he was awful. He made some throwing errors, and he just looked out of place. And I I think they had to send him down to their USC camp to sort of get get his head straightened on. But... You know, we'll see. We'll see if how he reacts to that. Some players do well to the challenge, and some don't. So, somebody asked a question on Facebook. Uh, one player, if you could have your player of somebody that you could actually get, who might that be for the Dodgers? Because if you look at the Dodger team, they are the most talented team in baseball. In Dave Roberts, they got a guy who plays people at different positions. But with the Dodgers, these guys, a lot of them can play different positions. Now. Jock cannot play first base. Peterson, no, you can't give him a first base. That's never going to happen again. But Mookie can play, obviously, center right, and he came up as an infielder. Right. Uh, Bellinger can play first and in the outfield as well as anybody. They've got two of the best four players in baseball, I think, in Betts and Bellinger. If you're talking Yelich and uh, uh, Trout, uh, the other two, and I'm not going to say who I think is, but I don't know who the best is. But the point being that they got so many guys who can play so many positions. Is there one guy around baseball that Tom Hofarth would think, hey, that would really help the Dodger organization. That really would help the Dodgers. Who would it be? No, I'm not saying you can't. You're not going to get Garrett. You're not going to get Garrett Cole. Somebody. No, that you, you know what? It would probably be a pitcher. But I'd also think they their catching situation doesn't. If her as well as Barnes seems to be playing lately, and and Smith, um, and even the rookie they brought up recently who had a home run on his first at bat. I yeah, it is hard to see any weaknesses in that team, but. I guess you can never use enough pitching, and if you can get pitching um, from the other league, which always seems to be an interesting uh, advantage to the team that's getting this new pitcher. When he's, you know, if it's a National League Dodgers, you you find the guy that's been pitching in, you know, for an, an American League East team or something like that. Somebody who, who the, the West hasn't seen very much. Um, hopefully that works. But you know, I, I you just think of all the, the, the last minute deals that they've made. Um, and did they really pay off? I mean, with uh, with you know with the World Series and everything in the last couple of years, you know, it doesn't seem like the guys they added at the end really made that much of a difference. I thought it could be, but they were really you know didn't really push them over the top. I I actually I, I saw Zach Greinke pitch the other night, and I, I kind of wished he was still around. I mean, if anybody, that would be kind of a cool pickup. But uh, I I don't really have anybody on the top of my head. Who were you thinking about? I wasn't thinking of anybody, but somebody put Trevor Bauer, and and certainly from a oh, physical yeah, from, yeah, from a talent too, yeah. 
from a talent point of view, obviously you'd want Trevor Bauer, but do you really want him in the locker room? Because no, uh, he from a does... disruptive point of view, yeah. you've got a chemistry now that seems to work, and they've seemed to rally around Mookie Betts in one way, and Justin Turner's another way, and. I think they've all sort of found their place on this roster, and that's kind of what you don't want to mess with. When you have people coming in and out, I mean, it, I feel so bad for a guy like Tony Gosselin who comes in and pitches, you know, six shutout innings and then gets sent back down again. He, and this has happened to him two or three times. And, and I, no matter what you say about a guy's psyche, if he can handle it, but it's, you're still dealing with young players, and it's like, what do I got to do to stay on the team? You know, how much more can I do? Why do I keep getting sent down and being brought back? I'm, there might be perfect logic to it, but you're still dealing, dealing with human beings. So to, to that point, I, I, I kind of wish they would just keep Gosselin in the rotation and let him keep going. I mean, maybe they've got the, the, the guys they need, you know, on their – expanded roster already and they really don't need to add anybody else but i can't think of anybody offhand but it, it, it probably would be a pitcher if anything all right finally uh in the last couple moments here uh, uh hard knocks at the chargers and the rams uh on hbo i saw it last night or saw it earlier in the week uh i finally got to see the inside of sofi stadium where fans will not be allowed in however yeah. seven, 75 uh construction workers and maybe more uh, were tested positive and two died by falling off the building. Any comments about uh, uh, the rush to get it built uh, for $4 billion or whatever it cost, and uh, uh, no fans are going to be allowed in? Yeah, well, it, I, I, I consider what, you know, I've got to put into that $5 billion worth of time. It already had a season delay because of rain a couple years ago. Um, you know, maybe maybe something like that is just one of those cursed stadiums, right? You know, you've you've got you've got things that uh, happen in certain areas of town that you you say maybe this is just a cursed place. When you're trying to set up a a, a supermarket, you know, what's what's the best corner to have your supermarket? Maybe this is just already cursed from the start. So uh, I I it 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 serves its purpose and it's there. It's going to. You know, maybe the first major event that happens in Los Angeles after COVID is the the 2022 Super Bowl in February 2022, when that facility is going to be used for that. So that may be the case when we see its true value, um, showing that Los Angeles can come back and host a major event. And then, you know, from there you go on to World Cups and Olympics and Final Fours and things. But right now it just seems like such a short-term um not failure, but it's just a short-term boondoggle just because of all the, the time and effort that went into it when it, it didn't necessarily have to go through that stuff. So I have mixed feelings about even wanting to watch the NFL's opening games if they even have those. And, I, I, you know, I would not be surprised if things got postponed. Some fans, some cities are having fans, some aren't. So it's it's to me there's just another disjointed league that's trying to force its way into playing when, you know, maybe all the – all the boxes haven't been checked for safety, but, um, you know, I'll, I'll believe it when I see it, when it happens on that Sunday night against Dallas in week one. Tom Hofarth, you're one lucky guy. You live in the South Bay where it's 20 degrees cooler. Stay well, <laughs> uh, wear your mask, and we'll talk to you next week right here on Believe Sports Biz Sports Media. All right. Thanks, Fred. Tom Hofarth, uh, thank you, Scott, for putting it together. Folks, uh, listen to all the shows right here on Believe, and, of course, listen to us next week. Uh, uh, most Thursdays we tape around the 4.30 mark Pacific uh, Daylight Time. And until next week, uh, we'll see you around the corner right here on Believe Sports Business Sports Media. Bye, everybody. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. 
hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.